Welcome, 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 welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're listening to this broadcast, this is Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's uh, a pleasure that out of all the thousands of channels out there, you've decided to tune in into this one. Or if you're watching after the live broadcast, there is a lot of other content you could have been consuming. But if you decided to stop by, I want to appreciate it and thank you so much for doing that. If you've been following me, and you're wondering what you can do to help this initiative, there are three things that you can do, just three. The first thing is this, the number one, share the video. If you're watching live right now, invite other people to join us. Share the video and like it as well. And the second thing is, you should subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you like this content, there is a lot in the works for you. It's free for now. My hope is that you're going to be inspired, you'll be motivated, and you will be able to uh, develop yourself and reach your full potential. That is what is motivating me. That is what is driving me. The third thing you can do is to get a copy of uh, this book, Racism, Where Is Your Sting? A provocative look at the beginning and the end of racism. I say it's a provocative look because I don't expect the message in the book to be uh, politically correct. I'm not representing anybody. I've not been asked by anybody to do this. I'm not doing it for anybody. What prompted me is the fact that our society is being torn apart and people are being made to believe a lie. We're going to be touching today on the power of belief and the influence of information. That is why we must change the narrative. We must provide an alternative. We are not at the mercy of racism. We are not at the mercy of other people's expectations of us. We are not at the mercy of what people think about us. We are not at the mercy of what people say to us. We are not at the mercy of what people believe about us. We are not at the mercy of what people believe about us. We are not at the mercy of what people have written about us. We are not at the mercy 
of the actions people take against us, we are not at the mercy of whatever research has been conducted about us. We are not at the mercy. It's very, very important to understand this. If not, it's going to be very difficult to walk in victory. Currently, this book is free on Amazon. You can download a free copy of the book. Making resources like this takes time and money. I need your support. If you can do anything, the price of the book, I don't know if it's $7.99 or $8 something. I made it really affordable. And if you want to buy uh, many copies for uh, other people, please do that. It's shocking that I try to advertise this book on Facebook. They won't let me do it. I tried it on uh, Instagram. They won't let me do it. I tried it on Amazon to buy um, ads. They won't let me do it. The excuse was that the subject is very sensitive. I don't get why books like White Fragility and all the other um, books have been allowed to be advertised and a positive message, a message of hope like this one won't allow it to be advertised. You can help me spread the word. We're not going to allow Facebook or YouTube or whoever to stop us from bringing a message of hope. If you're listening to me, you may be saying, oh, this racism of a thing again, come on. Why are you talking about racism? It's a dead horse. Maybe you are right. Maybe you are tired of hearing it. However, when you turn on the TV, you are bombarded with racism, racism, racism. But if you ask many people to define what racism is, you're going to be shocked the definition I'm going to give you. We are going to define racism very soon. Stay with me. The next, maybe sometime by sometime next week, we'll get into the definition. I decided to slowly walk through this to lay down the groundwork on my vintage point. I'm coming from a certain angle. And this first series of broadcasts, I will keep reiterating where I'm coming from. Because I don't want to be misunderstood, although I have already been misunderstood. I've been called names, such as Uncle Tom. Some people expect me to be angry and bitter and resentful. What's wrong with you? Why should I be angry and bitter and resentful? And some people say, oh, you are oppressed. And you don't know. Really, do I look oppressed to you? Do I look oppressed to you? Came to the United States of America with a single suitcase at minus $6,000. No scholarships, no promises of anything. Now you're wondering, why, why did I show up in the first place? What prompted me to, to uh, take this type of move? Because I sat in a meeting a geologic meeting, and as I was listening to the presentations, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Yes, I believe in God. I believe that Jesus is alive and that God speaks to us 
when he wills. And that God is personal. He's not just an abstract grandfather with a long beard sitting up in the skies waiting to whoop us when we do wrong. No. God is involved in our lives. How else can we explain how I got here? That I got lucky? I don't believe in luck. I'm laying down. The room is a little cold here. It's getting a little cold. Summer, and we are cooling the house. It's a little cold. I sat in a meeting, and my Heavenly Father spoke to me, Eric, you are going to the United States for graduate school. I heard it very clearly. And I was like, how is it going to be? Just like Mary being told, Mary, you're going to be with child. And Mary was like, I'm not married. How is it going to be? I don't know. How do you get pregnant without going to bed with a man? I said, how is it going to be? Because I had never thought of coming to the United States. It's too far. I was born in Cameroon, in West Africa. Um, some say Central Africa or West Africa. And school, paying for school in the United States is very expensive. It was back then, and it is right. It's still very expensive. None in my wildest imagination did I ever thought I will come to the United States to study. Yes, I was poor, dead poor. But that didn't make me resentful. It didn't make me angry with anybody. And I understood something that all the silver and gold belongs to God. The earth and the fullness thereof is His. And that He created everything for our good pleasure. What limits us from enjoying the abundance of God is our belief system. And God was stretching my feet to trust Him to step out and get out here. That is how I was able to come to the United States for graduate school, believing that God was going to provide and see me through school. Indeed, he did. I've written about it. You can check Coming to America, a journey of faith. And you will understand why I'm looking at this problem from this vintage point. I'm not going to shy away from it. And I want you to understand that we can together examine racism, discrimination, hate, and bigotry from this vintage point. I'm not here trying to score any points with anybody. I'm just here to say there is hope. Racism is dead. Racism is toothless. 
Racism is not this monster that is impossible to defeat. You know, there's nothing, there's no such thing as a racist gene. Nobody is born a racist. It is a learned behavior. And that is why there is hope that we can unlearn that. And beneath racism is something more sinister. We've already seen that God created us, male and female. And he said it was good. And that is why the Declaration of Independence, the prayer says that what? We hold this truth. It's true that all men, I mean, the truths are self-evident, right? Anybody who sees another human being and thinks that they are less human, when it is self-evident, that person has to check themselves. You need some serious adjustments. We hold this truth to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the creator with certain unalienable rights. We will be endowed by our creator, we are all equal. That is the first thing, because God created mankind in his image and likeness. And when God created us, he gave us an assignment. And that is why nobody's life is useless. Our life has meaning, our life has purpose. We are not just here to pass our genes to the next generation. It's a lie. That's not the whole purpose of living. It's a dark path to believe and walk in that understanding. I already said, if the whole purpose of us being created was to just pass our genes to the next generation, if it was just for survivor, I mean, if it's just survivor of the fetus, then whatever has to be done to survive is justifiable, isn't it? Unfortunately, people want to eat their cake and have it at the same time. You cannot teach people that it's, only, it's all about survival and you try to teach them to treat each other right. How do you know what is right and what is wrong? And what is the purpose of right and wrong if the ultimate is survival? God gave an assignment. He said, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish, the sea, and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. God said, have dominion. It's the very first commandment. It's the very first assignment. Have dominion, rule. I was listening to somebody yesterday, and he was talking about the number of people that die in the Mediterranean Sea each year. And... What is very shocking is that 
the traffic is only moving towards one direction. Because what direction is moving? People are living uh, the Middle East, some from Africa, moving towards Europe. And what is driving them? And looking for better opportunities. Most of the traffic is going towards Europe. And what is it about the European countries that people are moving towards a direction? Industries. The fact that people have been able to obey this commandment, extracted raw, raw materials, transformed them into finished goods. And that is why it's very important to understand the assignment that God gave our first parents, Adam and Eve. Yesterday we saw that there was harmony between God, harmony between man and woman, and everything was going very well until something sinister happened. God gave a command, and Eve and Adam decided to do their own thing. They disobeyed God, and that disobedience ushered in disharmony, ushered in strife, brought separation between man and God. In actual fact, Man died spiritually because God said, the day you eat of this fruit, you will die. Because of this disobedience, corruption was introduced. The rest of our discussion is going to be centered around this corruption and how it corrupted our senses, And how these senses have impacted how we interact and view each other. So today I'm going to touch on <clears throat> corruption of the senses. The five physical senses of uh, vision that is seen, hearing, smelling, taste, and touch, right? Vision, hearing, smell, taste, and touch have been given to us to enjoy the physical environment. But they are a pathway to our minds and eventually our subconscious mind. Our five senses, we gather information through our five senses. What we see, what we hear, what we taste, what we smell, all that information is gathered and it shapes what we believe. That is why I'm going to keep pounding and pounding on what we believe because what we believe determines our actions. And our actions determine the outcome of our lives. What we believe determines our actions. And our actions determine the outcome of our lives. Why are you believing that you are superior? 
It's going to make you act with impunity. We are inter interacting with those who think that are inferior to you. What makes you think you are superior? Is it the information that has been fed to you? By your parents? By your society? By what you read? Is that what is making you to believe that you are better, you are more of a human being than other people? You know, our core belief system will eventually manifest itself through the actions we take. Do you believe that you are more than other people? Where it is self-evident, this truth is self-evident that all men are created equal. And for you who thinks you are, you are inferior, who is suffering from inferiority complex, somebody says, oh, we are, because your skin is darker. This is not an American problem. Go to India. Go to Africa. Where does that have lighter skin, more value is placed on them. Why? When somebody wants to get married in some settings, if the woman is lighter, the bride price is higher. Why are skin lightening uh, creams a hot item? In India and in Af some African countries, why do men and women find it attractive to bleach their skin and become lighter? What is driving them to do that? This is not a faulty belief system that your skin color has something to do with your wealth, the lighter you are, the more valuable you are. Why are you believing a lie? Melanin has a very important function. If you've never heard, I want you to hear me today clearly. Melanin, the pigmentation that makes our skin dark, not black, dark, has a very important function. Don't let anybody brainwash you to hate the protective, the natural sunscreen that your creator gave you to protect your skin from cancer. Why are you doing that? Why do you use chemicals to ruin your skin? Do you know the skin is the largest organ? And those chemicals will impact your health negatively? 
There are some of you wishing that you were never born in a particular continent. And unfortunately today, there is this move to perpetuate so-called white guilt. Come on people, come on people. Really? That because somebody is having less melanin in their skin, they are somehow guilty of the conflicts that we have interacting with one another. This is a lie from the pit of hell. It is a lie. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. The corruption of the senses, as we are going to see, has brought us to where we are right now. When Eve, you're going to see how Eve corrupted the five senses. When Eve saw, before she saw, she heard. She heard from the serpent. The information that she heard counteracted the information that God had given her. What are you hearing? What are you listening to? We are going to be looking at the role of mass media in the promotion of racism and divisions among us. What TV stations are you listening to? What radio station are you listening to? What books are you reading? Where is your source of information? What is getting into your ears? Eve decided to listen to the devil. If she did not listen to the devil, she wouldn't have. Reconsider taking a second look at the fruit. We are told she heard. Then she took a look at the forbidden fruit. What did she see? We are told that what she saw was a delicious fruit. She started salivating, just thinking about the deliciousness of eating that fruit. And now she was also thinking about how it was going to feel having knowledge and becoming like God. Yes, are you seeing the interplay of the senses? Maybe she, she almost, she, she, maybe she also smelled the, the fruit was ripe. She was supposed to pick the aroma in the air. Wow. She heard, she reached out, took an action by touching the fruit, taking it and eating it. This whole debacle would have been stopped 
if Eve prevented the wrong information from getting into her. And that is why part of what I'm trying to achieve with you is that the information you believe about yourself, there are only two types of people. who propagate racism. The one who believes that they are superior and the one who believes that they are inferior. And to change it, somebody has to change what they believe about themselves. When you do that, racism will die in your world, the power of racism will be broken. You'll be set free from becoming the expectation of other people. Yesterday I belabored on the point. If somebody says you're a donkey, does that make you one? I mean, even if they write books and publish and say you're a donkey, are you a donkey? Do you sound like a donkey? Are your ears pointed like those of a donkey? Just because they write it, just because they propagate it, just because they talk about it, it doesn't make it true. Who was right? The serpent or God? These days, people just come up with all sorts of things. Oh, critical race theory. We're going to touch on that. White guilt. White fragility. Yada, yada, yada. We are all created equal. Nobody needs another person to validate them. Let me say that again. Nobody needs another person to validate them. In Christ, there's neither Jew, nor Gentile, neither male, nor female. We are one. That is the information you should be believing. Everybody should be operating from that. If you were raised and told that, oh, because uh, you look a certain way, you sound a certain way, you are better than other people, it's time for you to, be re to renew your mind and be transformed by renewing your mind with the truth that we are all equal. And if you were raised and taught that, oh, because you look in a certain way, you talk in a certain way, you are inferior, you are subservient, it's time for you also to be transformed by the renewal of your mind and believe the truth don't believe the lie. It's a choice that each individual has to make. Laws are good, but laws don't change people's hearts. When it comes to us interacting as individuals, this is a personal call. Are you willing to take the challenge, to believe the truth, and walk in the truth, and speak the truth. There is zero, zero scientific basis of dividing people 
based upon the amount of pigmentation in their skin. It's baseless. And the sooner people rise up and believe that, the better for us. The five senses were given for us to enjoy God's creation. Unfortunately, immediately Adam and Eve disobeyed God. Using those same five senses, they became corrupted. In our next broadcast, we will be focusing on how the consequences of this corruption of the five senses. Is it not seen that we see people, some that have darker skin, some have lighter skin? It's our eyes, isn't it? When we see it, what do we see? Based upon the corruption that was introduced because of the, 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 the sin of Adam and Eve, we no longer see God's perfection in people, no. We see color. We discriminate. We hate. We look down. We talk down. Our five senses were given for us as a tool to enjoy that which God has made. Unfortunately, the sin of Adam and Eve corrupted those five senses. Tomorrow, we are going to focus on the consequences of this corruption and how it is made manifest. Join me in putting an end to racism. I say boldly, racism is a learned behavior. We had a home daycare here. And most of the kids came in very young. The very first kid came in at three months old. And these were Caucasian kids. And as they grew and started talking, they were calling my wife, Mama, and calling me Daddy. The kids just know this is an adult, looks like my dad. They don't see color. Come on, people. Why do we why why do we keep misinforming our children on our dinner tables about the relationships between us? Don't jump the gun. Don't tell me, oh, what about the person who got shot? What about slavery? What about... Yeah, we're going to get into all that. Stay with me. I want us to have a conversation. If you have any questions, let me know. If you have any contribution, we're trying to build. I've said no race. By the way, there's one human race. So... This whole idea of racism is uh, bogus anyway, as you're going to see. It's one human race. And we cannot just concoct something and become enslaved to it and until we have a critical race theory. Really? 
There's one human race. How do we come up with uh, more than one human race? I don't get it. This will happen Homo sapiens. You're either a Homo sapiens or you're not. It's going to take some frank conversations. Do you want to join it? I can't really receive questions and answers right now because this is being streamed on multiple channels. But what you can do is leave your comments. If you want to call me, 214-908-3963. Email eternalkingdom101 at gmail.com. eternalkingdom101 at gmail.com. This topic, if it has not yet affected you, it will. Sooner or later, if together we don't join, to diffuse the tensions that are rising. I want to thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Eric Tangumonkan with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. The only way you ever reach your full potential is understanding that all men are created equal. Thank you. And until next time, remain blessed.